Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdberg Podcast. Today, I'll be providing an episode-by-episode overview of the Netflix original anime series, Dota Dragon's Blood Book 1. Set in a fantasy world, the story follows a dragon knight, Davion, who hunts dragons to make the world a safer place. In a battle between demon and dragons, an elder dragon merges his soul with Davion. Along with a moon princess, Marana, Davion pursues a journey to stop the demon, Terrorblade, who wants to kill dragons and collect their souls. Dota itself is an acronym for Defense of the Ancients, a series of strategy video games. Dragon's Blood is specifically based off of Dota 2, developed and published by Valve. Chapter 1, What the Thunder Said Davion, a dragon knight, provides aid to a party of dragon slayers when they become overwhelmed by its power. When the dragon attempts to flee underground, Davian follows. There's a tussle, tussle between the two before Davian finally pins down and kills the beast. Soon after, the party finds a nest of hatchlings who've all attacked and killed one another. Another dragon pit is discovered, but Davian warns everyone to stay away and not to agitate the sleeping dragon. Upon returning to the hamlet, a celebration is underway for the dragon's death. Davian's captivated by a woman who orders a strange drink but is only given beer by the barkeep. Later, she meets with another stranger who provides her with the information she seeks. Unable to pay in currency, she counters with a pricely bracelet. Their meeting is interrupted by drunkards who wish to claim the woman and her companion. The stranger they met with is revealed as an elf the drunkards threaten to kill. Davian saves his life by dragging him out back and insists he run to safety. The next day, Bram rushes into Davian's room to warn him the captain has run off to kill the dragon Davian warned them against. Davian is met by, by his possessed comrade. The demon inside of him wishes to possess Davian as well to give him the power he's always secretly wanted after his father was burned alive in front of him as a small child. Another dragon, Slyrak, comes to kill the captain by burning him alive as well. Slyrak and Davian team up to kill the newly possessed dragon that was revived by the same demon. After the demon flees the dragon's body, Davian grants the badly wounded Slyrak his wish for death, but not before the dragon slices Davian's neck up. Slyrak asks for forgiveness for, quote-unquote, all of the suffering you must now endure from an uncautious Davian. Chapter 2, Princess of Nothing. Marana and Marcy formally introduce themselves to Davian after they find him naked and stripped of his belongings. In a flashback to him leaving the cave, he's accosted by thieves who attack him. They all travel to the next town for information Marana needs. When Davian vomits up a ring from drinking too much, one of the bar patrons identifies it as a ring that belonged to a comrade who was shredded to pieces along with five others on the side of the road a few days prior. Dragon armor was also found with their bodies. He challenges Davian to a fight the next day with his fellow thief comrades. Marana meets with the man the elf she met with previously informed her about. It was all a trick to steal her tiara and steal and sell Marana to her uncle and Marcy into slavery. She and Marcy escape imprisonment when Marcy kills the guards while Marana gets more information out of the elf who tricked her. 
Davian accepts the bandits' challenge and meets them in the square outside of the city. Initially, Davian is overpowered by the group while Marcy and Marana aid him with several arrows into the men's heads from a nearby cliff. Eventually, eventually Davian's dragon powers possess him, healing his mortal wounds and then easily picking off each bandit one by one. Before he kills the last one, he catches his reflection on a blade. He cries out in agony, agony quote, I kill monsters, not people. Chapter 3, Never Wear a Land. Femrin retells the story of how she stole the lotuses from the temple in order to offer them to this legendary sorcerer known as the Sage, who has the ability to bring back their patron goddess, Mene. She leaves to find the Sage, but her friends insist on going along with her. Wherever she goes, they follow as family, friends, and lovers. Davian continues to have nightmares about every dragon in existence chanting in unison, but he has no idea what they're saying. Marana doesn't trust Davian's mental instability after witnessing his destruction as a dragon. When it's time to navigate through a snowy mountain, Davian advises they take the long way around to avoid the storm. Marana stubbornly chooses the faster way and nearly dies from a high fall after she cut herself loose from the others, potentially saving them from their own death because of her additional weight. Thimrin and her pod reach the tallest tower in the valley where the stories say the sorcerer is, but only Thimrin can see it. After losing each other and being redirected to different areas of the tower, Thimrin encounters the sage. He gives no name takes her lotuses, and sends her and the others on their way. He tells Fenrin she's no one but a thief, and her stories are just stories, and her goddess Mene is dead for good. Marana witnesses horrific cannibalism and demons in a cave she sought refuge in. She prays to her goddess Silimene to safely return her home after foolishly running off. She's then lured in by a glowing red light further into the cave to more monsters until a voice snaps her out of her days. Davian soon comes to her rescue with Marcy and Sagan, their animal companion in tow. Elsewhere, Thimrin and the others are attacked by a woman named Luna, seeking the lotuses to return to the temple. Thimrin insists they don't have them anymore, but their attacker doesn't believe her. In an attempt to defend themselves, the others are killed, leaving Thimrin alone. The sage has been watching over them since they left. He magically retrieves Femrin before she's killed as well. Chapter 4 The Monster at the End of This Book Davian and Party all take shelter in a nearby castle that belongs to Caden, the legendary Dragon Knight Slayer. Later at dinner, he recalls an event that stains his memory 20 years later. He and a company of three men were all slaughtered with the exception of him by Slyrak the same dragon that embodies Davian. The sage gives Fenrin a book to read before he telepathically visits the goddess Silimene to discuss ending their thousand-year feud. He will forgive her and everything she's done if she only says their daughter's name. He hates her for allowing her to die, but Silimene can't bring herself to say it. After Davian wakes up from another nightmare, Caden attacks him and then hauls him down to the dungeons to bring forth and interrogate Slyrak about his real plans. Marana and Marcy 
race down into the dungeons to help, but are no match for the formidable, formidable pair, so they flee the castle. Caden matches every blow against Lyrak, warning him he's been preparing for this battle for 20 years. When the battle reaches its apex, Slyrak flies down to Marana, Marcy, and Sagan and flees with them. The sage tells Selimene he will help the elves revive Mene, which infuriates her because she herself overthrew Mene. She later announces to her patrons she enacted the Dark Moon Order over the elves in Colwig and has initiated war with them. Chapter 5 The Fire Sermon Davian and Slyrak switch places. While awake in his body again, Slyrak hunts down Marana, Marcy, and Sagan as they navigate through the canyon and search for the Sage's Tower. Marana attempts several times to remove the shrapnel in Slyrak's shoulder. She believes that's the link between the two beings that will switch them back again. Meanwhile, Davian pleads his case to the Dragon Council to return to the human world in order to restrain Slyrak's hunger. They're reluctant to even listen to him since he's a dragon knight who regularly slays their kind. When prompted, Davian confesses why he killed his dragons. A dragon killed his family and destroyed his village. But now, he and the dragons have a common enemy, the demon Terrorblade, the same demon from that cave. After listening to the dragon council discuss the details of Slyrak's motives, Davian pleads with them to kill him if it means Slyrak will return to them and leave his friends alone. On the other side, Marana cries out to Davian. She knows he's still within Slyrak. We don't see how it happens, but it appears Marana got the shrapnel out of him in time. Chapter 6 The Night, Death, and the Devil The group arrive to the Sage's Tower in time to receive treatment for their mortal wounds. When Davian awakes, the Sage summons him and provides him details about his condition. He informs Davian the possession is killing him slowly, regardless if when or how Slyrak leaves his body. Davian will die because of Slyrak's occupation eventually. Luna commands troops to Coldwig, where the elves reside, to convert them under Silimene or kill them all. While the village is under siege, elven bandits offensively, offensively attack any officers who go into the woods. Luna forces an elder to lead them there to confront the bandits, but are ambushed. Luna's blinded by her rage, and the dedicated mercenary is awarded with extraordinary power by Silmene that exposes any elves who hide in the shadows with a burning white light that will kill them. Eventually, they're led to a cave where the bandit the where the lead bandit hides. She also fought alongside Luna previously informing her of the past life she's failing to overcome. Luna then kills all of the leader's followers so not to make her a martyr. Marana's upset with the sage she knows as the Invoker and believes he's lying about her goddess Selimene when she requests to return the lotuses to her temple. He not only relays the goddess's paranoia, but shows Marana Selimene's order to annihilate the elves. Still conflicted on what to do, the sage advises her to return the lotuses and decide from there, but the group must also take Fenrin as a god. Chapter 7 Speak the Words The invoker steals the powers from a dragon similar to those of Mother Nature. In flashbacks, we see him with his daughter Philomena, who has recently become ill. 
He has consulted with every scholar and healer and has read every book, but he really needs to see her mother, Silamene, for divine intervention. The group continue on their way to Colwig with Fimrin when they come across an air dragon hunting ground. When they're safe and proceed to camp for the night, Marana reveals who Fimrin really is, the thief who stole the lotuses and started this whole thing to begin with. Davian is disappointed with Marana that she never told him and goes off to bring Fimrin back when she runs off. As his flashbacks continue, the invoker finally sees Silamene and begs her for help with Philomena. She's reluctant to help them because he refused to worship her and abandon her. When he kneels and praises her, Silamene demands Philomena do so as well. But she refuses, claiming she loves her mother, not a goddess. Silamene turns her back on her dying daughter as the invoker wails for her to come back and help. At daybreak, Marana tells Davian Fenrin stole the lotuses again. They follow her trail to the air dragon's nest to save her. Initially, Fenrin is hesitant to leave the nest and return the lotuses, but Davian persuaded her to so she can right her wrongs and learn her lessons. Chapter 8 A Game of Chess Caden is tracking Davian after finding something of his in the air dragon nest. When the group approach the edge of Coldwig, they encounter the slew of lynched elves dead from the ambush. Marana suggests they all be cut down and buried immediately. When they're done, they enter the encampment to gift the stolen lotuses. Luna is apprehensive to the bargain Marana claims she and the invoker struck in order to open the box holding the lotuses. But when she relays the bargain to Silamene, she agrees and so does Luna. Fenrin attempts to free the elven prisoner and leader of the Coldwig resistance, but she won't leave. Fenrin claims Silamene agreed to peace, but the leader counters. She asserts peace is no longer an option. A ceremony is held to officially offer the return lotuses to Silamene. When she accepts, the Dark Moon Order is removed over Coldwig and her power within her acolytes is revoked. The elves felt it. They also felt her power lift as well and rage war against Silamene's followers. In a temple elsewhere, a priestess is violently possessed by Terrorblade sent by the Invoker. Marana's weak efforts to calm the crowd are mute compared to the elven rage as fighting ensues. Luna fights with the resistance leader, but then Fenrin appears to finish her off in the name of her friends and lovers Luna slaughtered. Looking down at her bloody hands, Fenrin states, Mene is dead. Back at her temple, Selimene fights against Terrorblade, who calls her a thief and mocks her about all of the broken people she's manipulated under the guise of love as a way to pay penance for choosing to let Philomena die. She died hating her and it rots Selimene to the core. He also informs her that the Invoker, the Invoker offered him seven souls, dragon souls, in exchange for one. I'm personally, I'm assuming it's Silamene's or the Invoker's, their soul, since the demon doesn't specify. Back in Coldwig, Davian has willingly transformed to give Marana time to escape with Luna and the Acolytes. Once away, Luna tells Marana she will have to leave the others home since her wounds will kill her soon. Caden returns as well, not to, not to fight Slyrak, but to capture Davian and return him home. 
Fenrir follows and drops the coin the Invoker initially gave her. He ordered her to return with Davian when their mission was completed. Finally, when Selimene has been overpowered and knocked prone, the Invoker reappears before her and asks, quote, Do you love me? The same question Selimene asks her devoters, usually right before she kills them. So there you have it. An episode-by-episode episode overview of the original Netflix anime Dota, or Defense of the Ancients, Dragon's Blood. This series was pretty short with 8 25-minute episodes. Traditionally, anime is at least 20 to 25 episodes deep, but I felt this worked for the amount of explicit content you're getting as the viewer. It's really gory and there's some nudity involved and uh, tons of swearings, tons of F-bombs, but uh, yeah, with... All that going on, you don't really need a whole lot of it. So 8 really works, especially with this story. I'm definitely interested in seeing what happens between the Invoker and Salamene. And then what Caden plans to do with Davian. Will Fenrin be there in time and brave enough to help Davian or somehow make things worse for them both? Plus, there was a lot going on as far as um, a lot of the characters past. I mean, we get to hear about... Davian's past from him himself and then I don't think there was a hot, whole lot going on with Fenrin we get to see more of how she is now on her own but as far as with um Marana and Marcy like what their whole situation is going on with them and where they came from how they became to be um devout followers of Selimene and then Selimene herself like what happened with her so I'll be looking out for season two hopefully you listeners out there will give it a chance as well again I'm K.S. Garner and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird podcast thank you